Well, happy Easter, y'all. I uh, have to admit that I was secretly hoping that somehow, miraculously, the stay-at-home order would be lifted and that we would all be here together this morning, but obviously that is not the case. But it doesn't matter, because wherever you are listening right now, today is a celebration that the way that we left it on Good Friday night is not the way that it stayed. It was not game over. It was simply a prelude to what was about to take place. That on the third day, the stone would be rolled away, and that Jesus stepped out of the grave and conquered death, because Christ is risen. Can I get a little mm-hmm there at home? Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's something about Easter that always causes me to pause and reflect on my beliefs and my faith, which usually is really spiritually energizing for me, but it's a mixed bag for me this year, I have to admit, because it's so weird uh, not to be celebrating together with all of you. To be speaking to uh, an empty church is uh, a little weird. Um, if you're like me, it's been a bit of a struggle to get up every morning uh, with a new vigor and a renewed sense of, of, of purpose and, and drive. Instead, I have to admit, I've been feeling a little bit more like a corona caveman than uh, spiritually invigorated. I've been growing the beard and the endless number of days that I haven't showered laying around the couch in my pajamas, watching Ozark, and what I refer to as getting the Corona 10, which uh, I will predict that are the 10 pounds that all of us will gain during this time as we're all eating junk food out of sheer boredom. If you're also like me, you have held out false hope that this crisis was going to be over quickly. I was in a bit of denial myself. Um, I'll never forget the feeling that I had that day on March 31st when the president came on TV and announced that the stay-at-home order was going to be extended another 30 stinking days. I had a pit in my stomach, and I was like, you are kidding me. This thing has stopped us in our tracks like nothing I've ever seen before. And we're all coming to grips with this new normal. But here's the question. Is it possible that our new normal could be better than the old normal? Can there be a new normal that actually stays the normal when this whole thing is all over? See, now it's, now it's starting to feel a little bit like Easter. Um, it looks like uh, we are going to be gathering together online for the foreseeable future. So today I'm going to start a new series called Pardon the COVID-19 Interruptions. And so I'm going to be with you each and every week that we are under this shelter-in-place order until we can all get live again, 
And the idea is just to have some honest conversation around how this crisis is impacting our lives. And what are some things that we can do to fully embrace the opportunities that come out of this thing where we really can create a new reality for our future? While I don't believe that there is any kind of a deep-seated meaning to any of all this or that God is punishing us or that he's behind this in any way, what I do believe is that in the midst of all this, we can find meaning. We can take something away from this thing that means something. I said this many times before the crisis ever happened that we have all fallen prey to, in the past, getting caught up in the daily grind. That our lives have been so consumed by the busyness of, of nothingness. Our identities were driven by all the busy stuff that we would do day in and day out, and at the end of the day, did it really have any meaning at all? And so now that all the busyness has been taken away from us, who am I now? Who am I if I'm not getting up and going to work every morning? Who am I if I'm not chauffeuring my kids around everywhere, running them from one sporting event to another? Who am I if my schedule that was once jam-packed full of stuff that made me feel like I had a purpose is now suddenly wide open? Who am I when I am not consumed by the daily grind? Who am I in those quiet moments when there is nothing left to do? God says in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, forget the past. The past is nothing compared to what I am going to do. You see, I am doing a new thing. It's already begun. Can you not see it? I am making a pathway through the wilderness. I am creating streams of life in the wasteland. Is it possible that as a result of what we have been through so far in the last 30 days, that we are primed and ready for a new normal to become that new thing? Psychologists have said for a lot of years that it takes a minimum of 21 days to create change in our lives. That's the minimum. In 21 days, we can start creating and implementing some very simple changes, like we can start exercising or getting up an hour earlier or giving up soda. However, there is a theory that says that if during that same time period, if that's coupled with emotional intensity and or massive disruption, you can create much more complex and meaningful change in your life more quickly that can become the new normal for the rest of your life. I would argue that the time that we are living in right now is full of emotional intensity and massive disruption. The word disruption means to throw something into a state of disorder, causing 
an interruption in the normal course of living that changes your plan and interrupts your life in some way. Sound familiar? I would say that our lives have been majorly disrupted. And we are not built for disruption. We hate it. And instead of embracing the disruption and understanding the opportunities that it can create, most of the time, many of us are blind to actually how disruption can help us to transition into a new reality for our future. Major disruption, like we are experiencing right now, challenges us to our very core because it forces us to see that we are not in control like we thought we were. It forces us to see ourselves differently, to see the world differently, and it knocks us back emotionally. There are many times when disruption is a wake-up call for us to pay closer attention to what's really important to what we should be focusing on in our lives. I mean, I have to admit that it wasn't until the mandatory shutdown that the disruption in my life was great enough to get my attention to the point that I realized how serious this thing was and the fact that it wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. And I was forced then to sit down and create a plan to create a new normal for my life and what that looks like. And for me, I focused in on three things. My relationship with God, my relationship with my family, and looking for ways to innovate and navigate through this crisis. In other words, looking for opportunities that this has created that I may not otherwise have had. One example of that is just being here and deciding that I'm going to speak each and every week online with you until this thing is over. I normally wouldn't have that opportunity, and so I'm going to take advantage of that. Sometimes life change happens because we intentionally plan for it, but most of the time it's as a result of the rug getting pulled out from under us and our world falling apart and we get pushed out of the womb of our normality, kicking and screaming. The reality is that life begins, true life begins, at the edge of our comfort zone. And we have gotten so far out of that zone by now in the last 30 days that we have no choice but to see the world and ourselves from an entirely different perspective. I don't think we'll ever be the same. And so the question is, who will I become now? At the end of the day, when this thing is finally over and I look at myself in the mirror, how will I see myself differently? God says, I am doing a new thing. It's already begun. Can you not see it? Don't miss it. There is this myth that says that small, gradual changes are easier to make and sustain in our lives. But how many times have we done that and it doesn't work? 
How many times have we said, okay, today is the day that I'm going to make this change. Today is the day that it's going to be different, and nothing ever changes. Small attempts at change like that don't work. On the contrary, it's been proven that the real way that substantive change takes place is from huge, radical, sweeping changes because it bears more immediate results and it creates more positive reinforcement from the, from the get-go. I mean, before COVID-19, we did the same thing, right? Over and over and over again, every day, day in and day out. We were prisoner to the daily grind. We were checked out and mindlessly went through our days, which became years. And before long, you become so set in your ways, come hell or high water, you ain't changing. But now, we have a shot at it. Now, everything has been disrupted, and we have this unique opportunity to hit the pause button before it's too late, to catch our breath and to evaluate and contemplate. Can this disruption cause us to become something different, something better? Can we find meaning in the chaos of this crisis? Can we move from the fear and anxiety, the stress and the boredom that this thing has caused and transition to a focus of creating a new normal? Can you not see it? He's doing a new thing, and it's already started. Here's the way I see it. We have the next 21 days, at least, to do something new, to create something new. 21 days to create change in our lives. And it could be something as simple as starting to meditate every day. Or it could be something as radical as deciding that I am going to reinvent myself from the inside out. We have 21 days to create a new reality for my future. And the question is, how will you spend it? Because my life has been so massively disrupted, it forces me to begin to see myself differently. And all of a sudden, I have to tell you that I have great clarity about what it is that I want my life to be about. Like, I needed this. I needed the noise to go off in my head and just be in the moment so that I can understand what I wanted to become. We have 21 days. Ask yourself, what do I struggle with the most that I know that God would want me to change? What are the things that in, are in my life that exist that I know that God would want me to get rid of? What do I know that I should add into my life that I know that God would want me to do? What is the one significant change that I can make over the next 21 days that really could change the course of my life forever? 
We're all going to have to walk through this thing. And it's going to affect us all in different ways. The odds are that somebody listening this morning is going to lose their job if they haven't already. There's a whole lot of us that are going to be into a full-blown financial crisis. Others of us may actually contract the virus or somebody we love will, and we've got to deal with that. And still others of us, our lives have been turned upside down. Whatever it is that, for you, the one thing that I know for sure is that it will be a stressful time for everybody. But can we get to the other side of this thing and take away some sort of meaning, some change that will create a new normal for my life that is way better than the old normal? What does it mean for you to allow God to create a new thing in you? Can we find the courage to embrace this disruption of our old way of life and not just bury ourselves in our phones or our TVs or our laptops just to fill the time out of sheer boredom, but to instead be intentional about the time that's been given to us? Can we instead rise up and create a new reality for our future where we are proactively redirecting the course of our life before it's too late. We may never have another shot at this. And so when it's safe to get back to normal, now there is a new normal for me where I can walk through the rest of my life awake and alive because of the changes that I've made and I have a new worldview and understanding about what drives me in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm living with a sense of, of purpose and passion. You see, Easter changes everything. Because if you believe in a resurrected Jesus, it changes the way you see the world. It changes the way you see your life. It changes what you believe is possible. It changes the way we talk to our kids, the way we treat our husband or wife. It changes what we dream about and what we strive for. When we finally let our belief in a resurrected Jesus become unleashed into our lives, we can suddenly see that we don't have any room for a limp-hearted faith any longer. And that we have no time to go back to what we were doing before this whole thing started and wasting our time in the daily grind. Because when you truly understand that the same power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead is the same power that God will use to change your life forever if you will just allow him to do his thing. God says, see, I am doing a new thing in you. Don't miss it.